Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Everybody wants to be closer to free. It's the title of a song by the Bodines. The Bodines, they've been around a while, since the mid-80s. In 1993, they came out with a record whose first track was the song. I'm going to embed it in the show notes for those of you that are unfamiliar with it. The title of the song is Closer to Free. And ironically, that song became the group's biggest hit, even though it was part of an album that the group decided to make for themselves. They were tired of chasing hits, and so they figured, you know, we're going to focus on the music we most love. And the result was this T-Bone Burnett, famous album record producer. Go Down Slow was the name of the record. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who has every Bodine's record. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. I listen to the Bodines pretty regularly. And sometime back, I started thinking about this particular song, Closer to Free. And you know me, I'm a pondering man. I'm a note-taking, pondering man. Hey, since this is the last Thursday of the month of January, this is January 27th, 2021. Unbelievable that we are already crowding into February, but... I started thinking about this particular song, Closer to Free. And while I'm going to embed the video of the band playing this song, I'm also going to embed the lyrics. And for years, I've listened to this song. But a few years ago, I began this project that I dubbed Hashtag Craving Encouragement. And when Project Craving Encouragement bubbled to the surface, well, okay, only to make like a submarine dive very quickly after I launched it, I made note of a line, a particular line in this song. The song says everybody wants to live how they want to live. Everybody wants to love how they want to love. And everybody wants to be closer to free. Everybody wants respect just a little bit. And everybody needs a chance once in a while. Everybody wants to be closer to free. Everybody wants a good friend. Everybody needs to touch, you know, now and then, and everybody wants a good friend. Yeah. You know me, my notebooks. So I write down, everybody wants a good, good friend. Everybody wants a good, good friend. There's two goods in there. Begging the question, what is a good, good friend? You got any Well, you got some good friends. Have you got any good, good friends? What is a good, good friend? I used to do occasionally on some Fridays, I would do what I would call a free form Friday. I would just kind of start with some notes and I I pre-thought some things, but I would just kind of take it wherever my 
my head took me and it's kind of what I'm doing today. What is a good, good friend? What do you think? I started to do some research and I thought, no, because that'll just be, it'll just be a bunch of pundits, you know, holding forth and saying, here's, here's what makes a good friend. I, I get that a lot of this stuff is universal. I, I don't dismiss that notion. I don't dismiss that truth. However, what is a good, good friend for somebody else might not be a good, good friend for me. I've been somewhat fascinated recently with, well, it's not so recent. I'm, I'm always, I'm always fascinated with the broad brush. I'm always fascinated with the one size fits all approach. I'm fascinated by the so-called thought leaders and the pundits who've got this absolute truth thing to tell us that is universally so for all of us. Uh, most notably in recent weeks, I don't know why I sometimes wonder if, if it's, if it's real, that is, if, if I'm really having, if I'm having these, start to say, if I'm having these conversations, I, I back up. I'm having conversations and I get fixated on sometimes the theme of the conversations. And I'm not wondering about the reality of having the conversations. I'm wondering about the reality of, am I seeing, am I hearing a theme emerge because I'm already preoccupied with that topic? Or is that indeed the theme and the topic of the conversations? Does that make any sense to you at all? Do I need to go back and edit that whole, that whole segment? You know what I'm talking about. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. Cause that's how we roll, right? We're leaning toward wisdom. We're trying to figure this stuff out. So I have these, have these conversations. I'm having these encounters and, and well, let's rewind the clock, shall we? And let's go back a couple of months. And it's a professional encounter, and there's a discussion about support from family and friends. And there is this notion that we all need to be behaving in a certain way. And it's very much a one size fits all kind of a kind of an approach that this person is viewing. And I get it. I understand it because they're looking through their eyes and they're looking through the lens of their life and their viewpoint and everything else. And so for them, it's a certain way and it needs to be a certain way. And if it's not that certain way, then they were expressing a degree of criticality toward people that didn't comply with that. And I'm sitting here and I'm just listening as I am wont to do and thinking of questions to ask, to hopefully gain some clarification and we continue back and forth. I remarked with a question and said, well, what if the person is wired this way? And I intentionally mentioned some characteristics that I knew were completely opposite of this person, this person that I'd been dealing with for some time. And they paused and they looked at me and they said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, would that, would this description that you've, you've made about this interaction and how the very thing that you crave and the very thing that is a sign of great support for you, how would that look for this person? This person that I described who was, had a complete, was completely different personality, completely different characteristics 
than this particular person, different preferences. And after a long pause, they said, well, I guess not. I guess not. Proof that we are different. What is a good, good friend? You get to be as old as me. Some of you are older. Congrats on that. (laughs) Most of you are not, but some of you, some of you are. I'm pleased about that. I don't mind telling you because I'm rather fond of old people. Good thing because now I'm looking at one in the mirror every morning. The only time I look in the mirror, by the way, is when I'm brushing my teeth. And it's not like I need the mirror to brush my teeth. It's just, it's there. It's in front of the sink. It can't be helped. It can't be avoided. <laughs> okay, true confession. Yeah, I do. I do look in the mirror when I'm trimming the mustache, you know, pulling the wild eyebrow hair, plucking the ear hair. You know, I'll, I'll use the mirror. Too much information? Yeah, well, too too bad, too late. It's how I roll. It's Freeform Thursday, kids. What is a good, good friend? And this, much like my fixation on the ideal outcome, this this likely needs to be very personal. Well, because it is personal. It's very, very personal. What is a good, good friend? I had a good, good friend. And as we are approaching May of this year, hard to believe, uh, he will have been gone. Yes, he died. He passed away. He will have been gone a full decade, and it is hard to believe. Really, really hard to believe that it's been 10 years. I'm sure you can find stuff about him if you just go to my uh, website, leaningtowardwisdom.com. You could probably search for Stan or Stanley and find more information. Uh, he and I were childhood friends. We were, well, we were the brothers that neither of us had. He had sisters. I had one sister. We were kind of the brothers that neither of us had, and it's just kind of how we rolled. Uh, He was a good, good friend. And other than my wife and him, I've had some other good, good friends. Sad to say, speaking of being older, those of you that are, you know, I'm, I'm at that age where I lost them. Yeah, they died. You know, they were 20 years ahead of me up the trail 10 years ahead of me up the trail uh, and they've since moved on so i used to kid i need to go younger at that position but i just i just haven't and that's it's an individual choice but this is an individual thing what is a good good friend in my coaching practice i talk quite a lot about safety and i do it for good reason because It is critical for our growth. If we are going to grow, if we're going to improve, we must be surrounded by not just good, good friends, but we must be surrounded by safe people. And for me, a good, good friend has to begin with someone with whom I'm safe. My definition of safety is not complex, and it certainly is an individual or original to me experts have come up with it i'm just tagging along for the ride my weaknesses and my failures won't be used against me doesn't mean that good friends just accept your idiocy or whatever else 
they want to help you. They want to help you become your best, but it's kind of how they go about it. They don't go about it by beating you over the head with, well, like, like the session I just described, the criticality of not really understanding why somebody would do this or do that or behave this way or behave that way, because, you know, that's not how I would, how I would handle it. Grief has been a, a recent conversation. Most notably, there's another podcast that I do with a co-host, Dennis Simpson. I've referred to it a time or two here. Not likely one you'd be interested in, but it's at hot springs village inside out.com. Hot springs village is a place over in Arkansas. And sadly, there was a young military man who's 22 years old who he drowned a week ago Sunday. Dennis and I decided we'd hit record and we would do this show and talk about it a little bit because this is a small community. This was a big event. I mean, death is always a big event. And it hit the community. Uh, it obviously it hit this family incredibly hard as it should have. And it hit Dennis and I reasonably hard. It hit him harder than, than me because he's there. In fact, he lives on the very lake where this young man drowned. And in that conversation, I was making reference about grief. And so he and I have been talking for the last week, week and a half, a lot about grief. And he has come to understand what I said in, in an episode that we did about it, about this tragic event people can get really critical about, about grief. And because I don't handle grief the way you handle grief, I can think, well, the way I handle grief or the way I'm trying to handle my grief is, I mean, it's way better than the way you're handling yours. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me, the very things that we can be critical toward one another about up to and including the way we handle grieving loss. When Stanley died 10 years ago, it hit me. I don't know. I mean, I'd never experienced anything like that. I I've lost grandparents. Uh, I've lost employees. I've lost some acquaintances, but I had not up to that point. I had not lost a good, good friend, a good, good friend, but I did. And I was suddenly thrust in uncharted waters that I didn't quite know how to navigate and I had to figure it out. And it was a long, arduous process. It is what it is. What is a good, good friend? What do you think? But the title of the show and the title of the song is closer to free. Everybody wants to be closer to free, but it still speaks to what is a good, good friend. Free is choice. Free is the ability to make a decision. You get to choose your friends. You get to choose the people that you spend your time with. You get to choose the people that you allow to spend their time with you. And everybody wants to be closer to free, including that kind of free. There are so many people who are surrounded by people that they don't like, they don't care for. And in some context, it's work. Okay. Can't do anything about that. Well, you can, you know, you can improve your attitude a little bit which is probably a worthwhile pursuit. And sometimes it's family. Okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. That's, over the holidays, there's a whole lot of that conversation. I mean, between Thanksgiving and Christmas and the new year holiday, it was like, 
I'm around these people way too much. <laughs> and we're family. Oh, I'm not saying that because I, Rhonda and I were basically alone. That's just kind of how we roll. That sounds way that sounds way worse than I meant it to sound. Sounds like we're uh outcasts from family. We're not. It's just how can I best explain that? Everybody just kind of does their everybody just kind of does it. When your family, when you got when you got kids and grandkids and everybody's kind of grown and there's in-laws and outlaws and there's other you know, you just you just learn to adapt and adjust. Well, we do. I know some people don't. Some people it's it's nothing but a pressure-filled time of year. What? You're not coming to our house? And Rhonda and I just don't roll that way. We're like, y'all, yeah, y'all go do what y'all got to do. Cause guess what? We're bugging out of town. <laughs> we're going to go, uh, we're going to go get away from it all. That's a good, good friend. Yeah, Rhonda and I, we're good, good friends. We're not just husband and wife. We're good, good friends safe. Well, okay. Yeah. Yes, we are. My weaknesses, my failures can be used against me. However. No, but that's, come on, husbands and wives, we do that. We absolutely are sometimes guilty of using failures and weaknesses against one another. We're absolutely able to be the most unsafe person for our spouse. And isn't that ridiculously sad? True, but sad. But I think there's hope because if we're aware of it, then maybe we can do something about it. We can improve. Closer to free is closer to being able to decide for myself. I can decide for myself because freedom is choice. Go to any oppressed society and what you will find is they don't have choices. Government tyranny is making the choice for them. They are imposed upon. Being imposed upon means I've lost my freedom of choice. I'm no longer able to choose. No, let's not go off into the political realm with this. We could, we absolutely could. I'm a huge fan of less government. There's that, but come on, that's, it's fine. I shouldn't have said that. Um, no, I started to say I'm going to get email, but I won't, I won't get email because that ilk don't listen to me and nor should they quite frankly. Closer to free, closer to making choices. So here we are. We're almost a month done with 2022. Are you closer to free? Are you closer to free? Are you closer to making choices? Are you closer to having the freedom to choose? Well, you and I both know you do have the freedom to choose. Are you closer to exercising that freedom? Maybe that's a better point. And if not, why not? Why aren't you closer to free? Why aren't you closer to making the decision that you want to make? Because I, I can almost guarantee you're like me. You a, you want to be closer to free. If we follow the lyrics of the song, you want respect. You need a chance once in a while and everybody needs to touch you now and then, and everybody wants a good, good friend. Um, don't you? Yes. Yes, of course. Everybody wants to live like they want to live. Everybody wants to love like they want to love and everybody wants to be closer to free. 
Now, I know in all of this vernacular, there are those who can think, well, I, I want to I go do this, and I want to go do that, and I want to do this other, and I'm painfully aware that there's a ton of meanness in the world, and there's a ton of vice, and there's a ton of sin, and there's a ton of bad behavior, bad choices, harmful choices, and, and I, yeah, I know. Come on, I, I grew up largely in the 60s and 70s when, you know, the mantra was, if it feels good, do it. And I'm not hurting anybody else. Well, tap the brakes because you might be. And it also kind of presupposes that hurting yourself is tantamount to not hurting anybody. Why tack on the word anybody else? But if you're hurting yourself, well, I mean, I never understood that verbiage. It never made sense to me. I'm like, okay, you're, you're not, I'm not hurting anybody else, but you're hurting yourself. So are you telling me that you're worthless? Are you telling me that you have no value? What exactly is this expression that you're, that you're, that you're making? Oh, and of course, people will argue from here to there about that. Oh, of course I'm valuable, but, but you're not valuable enough to prevent yourself from hurting yourself. And I don't mean people that are cutting themselves or drug abusers, alcoholics, you know, people that are involved in just horrific lifestyles, but I'm not hurting anybody else. When the Bodines are singing, everybody wants to live like they want to live. Do they mean that? I don't know what they mean, but I can tell you, I don't mean that. I don't mean you can live any old way you want to live. I heard somebody say the other day, you know, they were, they didn't believe in God. If you don't want to believe in God, don't believe in God. I do. And they were making a comment about morality. And the comment was, you know, the reason I don't murder is because I don't want to. Oh, really? I mean, so you, you've got no inherent morality that tells you murder is wrong. No, I don't, I don't murder because I don't want to, but you realize there are people who do want to. So does that make it okay for them? Everybody wants to live like they want to live. Well, there are people, they are, there are people walking around among us, lurking around among us who are murderers. They are living like murderers because that's what they want to be. That's what they want to do. There are people that are involved in all kinds of vices and crime, and that's how they want to live. No, not talking about that. Talking about other, other choices in life. I'm thinking of couples that want to have kids versus couples that don't want to have kids. I'm thinking of people that want to invest and buy a house and other people that have no interest in buying a house. I'm thinking of people that want a certain kind of car and other people that they wouldn't be caught dead driving that kind of car. We want to live the way we want to live. You don't want to live the way the neighbor lives. If they're driving a Ford and you're a Chevy man, everybody wants to be closer to free, closer to free. I'm kind of struck with the lyrics of closer closer to free we are here in america this band is from 
I recall, they are from Minnesota. I could be wrong about that, but I think I've got that right. So they are North Americans. Presumably they grew up in the land of the free, home of the brave, closer to free, closer to free. Now we don't have complete freedom, but no society does. Societies that are going to be organized and live with minimal chaos. There are some freedoms that just don't exist, AKA to murder, to steal. Did you see this story? I don't know. What was she? 83. I could be wrong. Anyway, an elderly woman, she got a phone call from someone pretending to be her grandson who had been arrested for driving under the influence, needed $8,000 to get out. Problem. She doesn't have any grandchildren who have driver's license. So she immediately knows it's a scam. Being the wise, crafty old woman that she is, she plays along. She lures them to her house after calling the authorities. Guy shows up. He pretends that he's the attorney. He's somebody on behalf of her grandson who's got, so he needs to come over to her house and get the money. She hands him an envelope filled with tissue paper or something, not, not cash. Police are in her home and they barge out her door. There's a video of this. It's great. Barge out, tackle him on the lawn and other cars show up and some 28 year old scammer. He's now facing grand larceny charges. Good for her. Good for the authorities. So tickled that that happened. No, you're not free to do that. You're not free to go dupe people out of their money with lies and deceit. No, you don't have the freedom to do that. We want to be closer to free in these areas of, well, come on, here we are facing the great resignation. Do you understand this at all? If you do, I would love to talk with you because I'm struggling mightily to understand the great resignation. What are all these people doing? I have no clue. They're leaving their jobs and they have no other job. And I'm like, I, I whatever, whatever that freedom is that they have found, I'm looking for it. <laughs> They're closer to free. I want to be there. Yeah, let me get that close. But in this great resignation, it's interesting to me that people are they're choosing, they're opting out of one thing, presumably opting in for something else. We have read about big migrations here in Dallas, Fort Worth. I can tell you that the city is growing like crazy, crazy. We have got folks moving in from all over. Yes. California. I'm talking to you. <laughs> People are jumping off of California, like rats off a ship. And many of them are headed to Texas. Welcome. I'm, I, I got no problem. Welcome to Texas. I'm here. We want that kind of freedom. We want to, we want to be able to leave a job. We hate and find a job. We don't hate. We want to be able to improve our lot in life. You seen this stuff about, I don't know. There's a word for it. Somebody, some, some, somebody came up with a name with a name for it, uh, limit limitarianism, limitarianism, you know, and, and there's this movement to impose limits on the wealth that people can accumulate. 
Can you? Yes. Yes, America. Welcome to the idiocracy of America. Limitarianism. Imposing limits on the wealth that people can uh, can accumulate. And the assumption is that pick a number, $20 million. I mean, if you got $20 million, you don't need a dollar more. Okay. Well, says the person who doesn't yet have $20 million. Hey, my hands are in the air. I don't have $20 million, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to embrace limitarianism anytime soon socialism and of course you know social it's the community as a whole owns and operates the production that is distribution of wealth okay well i'm not in favor of that either capitalism well capitalism is private owners not the government not the state private individual people own and operate the production and the distribution of wealth well okay here's my here's my take capital it's not perfect not saying it's perfect, vastly better than limitarianism or socialism. I know it's a complex issue, but it's based on freedom. It's based on if I do this, I run the risk of losing. I also run the risk of winning. Can I be free to do that? Can I be free to start an enterprise that might become financially rewarding and successful? Am I free to start an enterprise that might colossally fail? Can I be free to do that? Well, right now the answer is yes. Let's hope it stays that way, but time will tell closer to free. Lots of people want to come to America because they want to be closer to free. Want to be closer to opportunities. Ah, there's another word. Freedom isn't just choice. Freedom is also opportunity. It's the opportunity to decide. It's the opportunity to live a certain way. It's the opportunity to do, yeah, what you want to do. It's the opportunity to have a good, good friend. I still get fixated on that, even though the subject is freedom. And I'm not bearing a lead today. Everybody wants to be closer to free, and everybody wants to be closer to free when it comes to having a good, good friend. I don't know. I'm not real sure what a good, good friend is. I've had one. I've had a few more and I'm married to one. And I can tell you that after 64 years of living, I can count good, good friends on one hand. Eh, Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Maybe that's just my bad luck. Maybe that's just how I've chosen to live my life. I don't know. I don't know. I was talking earlier this morning. I have this progression of leadership. I don't know when this thing was birthed. It was birthed well before I was 30. And it starts, it's very simple. It's just five steps. And they really aren't steps so much as they are a recipe. So look at these five things as ingredients. But initially, think of them as progressions. Think of them as a step. Humility. Curiosity. Knowledge understanding and compassion. I dubbed these things, the progression of leadership because, well, you got to have humility. Otherwise you're the smartest person in the room. And you're not, you're not going to ask anybody anything because you already know the answers. Okay. So you're devoid of curiosity. So you've kind of lost right out of the gate, humility, curiosity that fosters knowledge. Well, I learned something I didn't know. 
thanks to the questions I ask and my humility, which drove my curiosity. Okay. Well, now that I know it, do I understand it? Maybe, maybe not. I need to understand. And once I understand it, then now compassion is infinitely easier. And if I don't get to understanding compassion's impossible. And now, you know, the problem, yes. Yes, Houston, we have a problem, and now we know what the problem is. The problem is people lack compassion. You know why? We don't understand each other. I think I got you all figured out. Oh, but there's there's all this stuff below the surface of the water that I don't see. I see the top 20%. I don't see that 80% that is hidden away. So I'm basing my understanding, my knowledge on that top 20%. And guess what? I'm wrong. Now, you know why it's really hard to have a good, good friend. It's really difficult to have a good, good friend. And it rubs both ways. It's difficult for us to ascertain. And sometimes it's difficult for us to, well, to show the other 80%. So there is that. Everybody wants to be closer to free. Everybody wants to live like they want to live. Everybody wants to love like they want to love. Everybody wants to be closer to free. was the kid's character cartoon or something you got a friend in me then there was james taylor's famous song you've got a friend yeah i probably didn't title today's show right but it's what happens when you freeform it you know yeah, i don't know think about a good good friend if you're so inclined, let me hear from you. You can email me. All the ways to reach me are available over at the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com. I hope you have a good, good friend. I don't know if I'm a good, good friend to you, but I hope, I hope I'm a good friend. I'm just in your ears. It's just us. Nobody else is listening. Trust me. But I hope I'm a good friend. Hope I'm helping you lean a little bit more toward wisdom. It's hard, man. There's nothing easy about this leaning business. So we just give it the effort we can and try to get closer and closer and closer to wisdom and to freedom. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. Mm-hmm.